Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters podcast from GP Strategies, your talent transformation partner. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts and explore best practices and innovative insights to help your organization improve performance. Hello and welcome to the Performance Matters podcast sponsored by GP Strategies, the world's leading talent transformation organization. You know, one of the things that GP has been involved in really, I think for over 50 years is the delivery of learning experiences. And boy, has it changed over these years. I mean, we've been involved in everything from instructor led to what was known as back in the day, computer-based training, uh, to web-based training, to virtual learning, to now digital learning, to AI, to VR, XR, you name it. We're into it. Today, we're gonna shine the light on the art and science of enhancing and optimizing digital learning experiences through delivery functions. I'm not alone here. We've brought in three luminaries in this field that have been kind enough to join us on a Friday afternoon, East Coast time. It's about quitting time. Uh, I'm honored to bring into the GP Virtual Studio, Megan Bridget, Eileen Garger, and Fran Colavita. Ladies, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? Doing great. It's a Friday. <laughs> yes, perfect. Okay, so uh, just by way of introductions here, uh, Megan, I understand you are the Senior Director for Learning Operations and Delivery Resource Management. Did I get that right? You did. You did. Um, so yes, I uh, help to support our team and focus on all things delivery. So um, from facilitation uh, to coaching to moderation and, and uh, virtual producing, uh, that's, what, that's what we live, breathe, sleep, and dream about every day. <laughs> Nice. And where's home for you, Megan? Uh, I'm located in Troy, Michigan. So I'm in one of our office locations here in Troy. Right on. And, you know, I don't know if you're aware of it, but my first role with GP Strategies back in the early 2000s, I was an automotive trainer. So I would go to Troy quite a bit and always have good memories of being there. So thank you for joining us on the Michigan side. Um, Fran, I understand you're a senior manager for global resources and education. Tell us a little bit about your role at GP Strategies. Sure. Well, Megan and I, you know, we usually say we're partners in crime, but you know, I work, you know, very closely, you know, under Megan. <laughs> and I also have a delivery team, resource management team under me. And we have an okay. team of, you know, training coordinators, project managers. And I also manage our global facilitation network, producers, moderators, and coaches, you know, a little bit about, about what we are going to talk about today. Okay. So you two have some amazing things to share. Where's home for you, Fran? I am in New Jersey. And okay. It's kind of gloomy today, but we're honored to have you here, Fran. Now let's head a little bit north here. I had a chance to speak a little bit with Eileen Garger. She is our third superhero here today. Eileen, you're a senior consultant with GP Strategies. Um, tell us a little bit about your role and your experiences with GP. Sure. Um, I've been a manager at GP Strategies for about 20 years, and during that time, I led a number of 
global teams in the area of marketing and consulting, as well as product development. In the past three years, though, I've been focused in on um, coaching in this digital world. So it's been a really great opportunity to, to kind of share the lessons learned, you know, things I did well, things I didn't do so well, and also to bring forward from our, uh, our participants a way to, to make leadership, you know, meaningful, but, um, but certainly a, a achievable. So that's been what I've been doing for the past three years. Oh, that's fantastic. And home for you is? I'm here in Wells, Maine, up uh, northern, uh, northern U.S., and it's a, it's a beautiful day. I know it's gloomy there in, uh, in New Jersey, <laughs> but we're having a great day up here. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm having envy from all of you. I mean, I am here in, in the Phoenix area. I mean, this is proof that we are a virtual organization in all facets um, globally, but we come together and do a lot of synergies. And I think we're going to have a great conversation today. I mean, let's let's really focus in on this. What the topic today and the reason we brought you th three thought leaders in is really it's this, this practice of enhancing and optimizing digital learning experiences, specifically through the delivery functions. And, and I'm sure as you're going to unpack, that delivery could be technology, it could be humans. It could be a little bit of both here. So if you're all up for it, um, are, are we ready to get into this? Are you ready for me to grill you? <laughs> Good, we're ready. Let's do it. Okay, it's the end of the it's the end of the work week for you here. So let's end it on a high note here. So <laughs> Megan, I'm going to start with you here. Um, the fact is, I know we're we're all you know tired of hearing about the pandemic and everything, but that's changed a lot of things, right? In the past few years. And you know we've heard a lot about virtual learning, and now we're hearing more about this emerging term of digital learning. So as yeah. we get into this, can you just unpack for us what is digital learning and potentially how is it even a little different or nuanced from virtual learning? Yeah, no, great point, Michael, and and definitely you know over the past several years, yeah, um, we've heard about and seen that shift um, because of the global pandemic from in-person learning to that virtual world. Um, and definitely that shift was really dramatic. I mean, you couldn't go a day without hearing about somebody going to a Zoom meeting or other platforms that are out there. Um, but also one of the things we observed is how quickly that had to happen. Organizations were really fearful of um, you know, slowing down training or, or avoiding delays to you know, learning programs. Um, but now that we're getting into some sense of normalcy, you know, organizations are really taking a step back and they're thinking about how best to organize their and deliver their content and what tools you were talking about earlier that delivery could mean tools. You know, what tools uh, can help maximize engagement? Um, and this is where a lot of organizations are making now a, another shift, and that's into that digital learning, like you mentioned. And the first thing you know, to think about have been some of the tools. Um, so a lot of uh, organizations are using what are called LXPs or learning experience platforms. And I wanted to touch a little bit on LXPs because a lot of times we often hear you know, that as a buzzword, we, we, but we're not quite sure what that means. It sounds cool. What does it mean? Is it different than an LMS? Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah, so, um, you know, there are, of course, learning management systems, which have been a around for quite a while and people are very familiar with, but LXPs have really, you know, taken to the market. And one of the cool things about LXPs is 
not only does it allow learners to engage and consume learning, but really they actually be are able to be creators. They're able um, to really, you know, involve themselves in the learning experience. And LXPs hmm. really promote that social learning. Um, individuals can connect one another and share information real time. Um, and this really too, you know, with the use of LXPs have helped organizations to better organize their learning rather than having, you know, multiple systems that they have to go in. It's kind of a one-stop shop. And really, you know, the learning experience platforms, um, companies are, you know, starting to design those digital learning journeys. And so today, when we're going to be talking about digital learning, we're focusing on those um, digital learning journeys. And what those journeys are is they're, you know, kind of what we're referring to as semi-synchronous. And really, that's a fancy okay. way of saying um, they're parts of the journey that are going to be independent learning, um, like web-based trainings, um, you know, reviewing a video or reading an article. And then there's going to be learning that's happening um, in a group setting or, or synchronous learning. Um, and that could be things like live events where they're going to maybe a virtual instructor-led training session or going to a coaching session. Um, and really this blend uh, is really there to help the learners to consume the learning, but also interacting. Uh, they get to do it at a pace that's comfortable for them. Uh, as well as too, you know, at a time that's going to be best for their schedule, um, you know, versus like a classroom setting. And I wanted to also touch on some of the benefits of digital learning, because this is really, you know, what's making the shift even greater. You know, we were talking about the virtual shift happening out of necessity, and this is happening as, you know, because companies are really seeing the benefit of digital learning. And if you think about it, you know, a classroom setting, it's one and done. You know, you go to class, right. you interact with the, <laughs> the learning, and then off you go. Class is done and back to work you go. You're um, anointed, right? It's like, ta-da, you are now an expert, right? Exactly. One you got one all this information event. to your head now. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas really digital learning, the good thing about this is that people can actually go back in and you know, review the content and access the materials throughout. It's, it's not that one and done approach. And also one of the exciting things is that the learning and the resources continue to grow and evolve as participants are engaging and creating content or contributing to discussion threads. So learners are eager to see, you know, what's changed, what, what updates and what's new out there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And it sounds like um, from what you're saying in this semi-synchronous world that there's, uh, I would say, a, a variety of functions, delivery functions that need to be in place to make that happen. So, Fran, um, as someone who actually manages and leads teams that that do this type of delivery um, over, over I'm, I'm sure, the world itself here, what are some of the key roles within this delivery function that you've seen that are needed to really support this ecosystem of a digital learning experience? Yes. So, yeah, to begin, you know, people hear the word digital and they think, oh, someone just hits the on button on a platform and participants will sign on and will be instantly <laughs> engaged and not well in minutes. You know? Sorry, that was so. my <laughs> evil laugh there. Forgive yes. me. Well, there is a lot that goes behind the scenes. That's not what happens, Fran? No, no, no. 
No. Okay. Well, I, tell I, us the, give I us the dirt. I wish it was. I wish it was. No. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to implement a successful di digital delivery. Our okay. digital journey incorporates different modalities, as Megan just mentioned, in a range of interactive or semi-synchronous options. You know, one aspect to the success of the digital learning journey is having the right delivery team members in place. It's important to like take a step back to identify the roles needed and any gaps you might have in your current infrastructure. When learners think of delivery, they instantly think of, again, logging into a virtual classroom, perhaps maybe Zoom or attending a face-to-face -face workshop or program. You know, so when in the design and development phase, it's important that the delivery functions be top of mind to consult on the delivery aspects of the experience. Like for instance, how will communications be delivered? What concepts do you want to discuss during those live events? And how, how do we engage the learners? So the de delivery team stays closely connected also to the project management team throughout the implementation and delivery. The project and program management team help to make sure all components are organized and coordinated so that the learning experience flows smoothly. We run a number of large delivery implementations, you know, Megan and I, you know, with a lot of moving parts. I'm so grateful for our project managers because <laughs> I could never keep it all <laughs> on track and they really keep us on the straight and narrow. So, you know, besides, you know, your project management team, um, you know, some of the roles that are crucial, you know, for delivering, you know, are the moderator, platform administrator, and a facilitator or coach. Okay, so you have a, a lot of different roles involved in this. And like you said, this is not just, let's put up, uh, you know, 10 web-based trainings and call it a day, right? You have to have people that are managing the project, mm -hmm. thinking about uh, ensuring that the learners, the audience, the constituents are ready, that they know what to expect. You need people that are moderating if something is semi-synchronous. Mm -hmm. You need uh, individuals that are coaching and doing all of, uh, you know, if it's FaceTime or even like you said, managing chat threads and everything like that. So Fran, I'm gonna ask you a follow-up question here, and that would be, how do some of these team members, let's say, let's just laser in on the moderator mm -hmm. and the facilitator and coach, how do they help create an engaging digital learning experience? Like what, what are you seeing are the keys to success there? Yep. Yeah, the moderators and in our digital journeys, you know, let's call the facilitator coach, coach, you know, we call them. Okay. Coach. Okay. And our coaches are critical to creating an engaging experience. They bring the heart and it's important, the human element to, you know, this experience. So for instance, the moderator helps to make sure that the learners engage with another, um, with each other through discussion threads on the platform. Um, the moderator is also in charge of like seeding, feeding, and weeding. I do a lot of gardening. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a great analogy. <laughs> yes. Discussions. Like and yeah, and they're the point of contact for learners to help support and encourage participation. Also, the moderator 
sometimes acts as a platform administrator, but we also have platform administrators and they'll be able to access reporting within the LXP. And this will help to see how the learners are engaging with the content and whether they're on track throughout the experience. And then the coaches, they're our trusted advisors. You know, the coach spends weeks in the platform with the learners. They need to engage the learners in discussions, provide feedback and encourage insight and reflection. They are experts, you know, in understanding the content. And they also create a virtual community where the learners are connected to the coach and to each other during this journey. And we're so lucky to have our very experienced <laughs> coach, Eileen Garger, to discuss that role. Oh, Fran, you're, you're trying to take my job here. I'm I telling know, you what. That's you're lining segue. up. Okay. <laughs> I love it. What a segue. I'm just going to hang out here. It's it's not quite five o'clock in Arizona, but I need to go to the fridge here. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, so what you're saying is you've got different teammates that really need to work together uh, in harmony to complement. And as you mentioned, Eileen over there in Maine, staring out at the ocean right now, um, maybe thinking about playing some croquet later. Uh, understand that you are quite an accomplished um, coach in, in this world. Is that correct? Uh, I've done quite a bit of it. And um, what I found has been really helpful is having been a manager, a line manager, um, I, you know, I, I understand what the role is, what the challenge is. But probably um, I, I find that the role of the coach, the primary role and the, the initial role is to be able to reach across the technology to make a human connection. Mm. Because, you know, people go into this thinking this is going to be e-learning or it's going to be you know, something that is that 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 is very um, one dimensional. And so the role of the coach right from the get go is to is to say, no, no, I, I'm here. I'm a human and I've I understand what's going on and let's have a dialogue. So our, our primary role is to is to get that get that dialogue going. And OK. And, and then as a as a coach, we're really doing when you think about the ILT world and then the the this digital world, in the ILT world, the, the facilitator really focuses in on the content, delivering the content and ensuring that it, that, that it lands. But in the digital world, it's, it's multidimensional because you're, you're a coach, you're also a mentor, and you're, um, you're also, a, the, of course, a, a facilitator. But it takes on, a, for me, a, a different dimension of not only connecting across technology, but in addition, um, providing instruction, teaching, as well as coaching, you know, challenging them, challenging them to, to, to think, to think and, um, and increase their, their critical thinking about some hmm. important skills. So what the first thing I, I think I heard there that I want to double back on is that you know, even though it's a digital learning experience, you know, what you're saying is you're you're still trying to forge a personal connection the same way you would in an instructor led world. The difference is, though, you, like you said, you're reaching across the technology. It's almost like your goal is to help them almost forget that that the technology is there. The technology is there just to help provide resources, right? And, yeah. and make things easier. So that's that's gotta be quite a, a bit of a challenge for you. Do you have any tips or strategies, best practices that um, that you've had in, 
in practice that you might want to share with with our audience? Well, probably the first thing is right at the beginning of any any digital program is to be very very involved with them um because in the digital world they are um they are they're coming on and they're not quite sure they don't trust the coach necessarily and they don't trust each other so the coach mm. needs to really build build that really safe space where any comments that they that that they put on the platform they're going to get a response from the coach and then very quickly the other participants understand that this is what this this is what this world looks like this isn't a um a, a very flat um I, I always think of e-learning e e as probably you know the death of any kind of online education and uh and and you need to just disprove that right away and say no 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 this is this is human beings, people with experience, and we need to hear from you. One of the things that I've found very interesting is that um, they, much like in social media, they they become engaged because they come back because they want to see what their colleagues have have commented mm. on. They want to, they, they will ask a question and hear different points of view. So I've seen over and over again, very quickly, the technology becomes the backdrop and the and the and the real connection and learning is is right up front and frankly hmm. i wasn't sure that could really happen in a totally digital <laughs> world so you know it was really kind of a a wonderful revelation for me that yes this in fact this is this is powerful and and it really works yeah and i think that ties back megan what you were saying earlier when it comes to the rise of a learning experience platform is that the learners often become contributors just like if it was instagram or TikTok? is yeah. you're expecting and you're want you're inviting that right you want yeah. them to contribute yeah learners um they have a lot to share there's a lot of knowledge that people bring you know from prior experiences in their work life and or, or prior roles that they've had within their organization and being able to bring that knowledge forward and to contribute um, gets people not only excited for the contributions, but on the other side, the other people are excited to, to listen to it and to interact with it. So it's pretty cool um, how it's really evolved um, in, in creating that engagement. Yeah, this is, and, and I will say secretly, I've had a chance to experience some of the amazing uh, learning experience platforms that we at GP have either uncovered or partnered with. And you're right. I, I will just say as a testimonial, as a learner, um, it, it is kind of a magical thing where the, the things you've liked about in-person, the things that have worked, it's almost like we've taken all the best of everything. Kind of like when you have a child, right? You take the best of the parents and hopefully <laughs> that comes out in the child. Like there's less like there's less dad puns and everything they're just a little more charming and everything so um that's it's it's kind of cool to see this so everything you're saying i'm like i agree like i felt it as a learner just the power of this semi-synchronous type world um i'm going to put a cloud out there here i'm going to take some of fran's um, clouds in jersey i'm going to bring them up there to you eileen up in maine for just a second dot 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 because I'm sure you would also say there's some potential pitfalls or challenges. I mean, it's not all sunshine and roses, as I like to say. So what are some of the things that you have seen in terms of um, the, the challenges to engaging participants in a digital setting? And the second part is, 
What would you do about it? How have you overcome those? Uh, I think the biggest challenge is the expectation and sometimes the reality that the content is pretty static. So you might be enthusiastic about you know, joining a digital community and then you find out the content isn't really relevant or it, is, it, it isn't really created and designed in a way for the technology. And by that, I mean, mm. you know, it's got to be short bursts of learning. It's got to be very targeted and it's got to be really relevant. So coming in and, you know, if you are in a, um, a digital uh, environment and it's, and it's pretty dull stuff, um, they're not going to come back. You know, time is, <laughs> time is too precious, really, when you think about it. We're all like so stressed that if we're going to have to spend like 45 minutes of something that's pretty boring, they're just not going to come back. And what's interesting in the classroom, you sort of have prisoners, right? They are there <laughs> unless, you know, they get an emergency call from somebody. They're, they have to stay. <laughs> but that's not the case in the, in the digital world. They are totally empowered to either lean in and be fully engaged or, or, or pop out. Um, I think also the fact that when there's gamification, uh, it taps into the, to the competitiveness of, of mm. people. And if they get points for participating in different things, I'm always surprised because that's just not my, that's not my jam, but boy, it is for a lot of people and they will, they will yes. come back and they will, they will take activities. Um, so that's another, I think, important key. And I think the third thing is that the mix of media, um, you know, how, how the, how the platform is, is designed so that there's a real variation of, of videos, of, of documents, of chats, um, discussion boards, um, and people again will come back because first of all, they want to see, did someone comment or say something about my wise comment? And second of all, <laughs> there's, often, there's often a curiosity of, that was a great question somebody posed. I, I, I need the answer right now. I need it today. So that element of sort of just in time becomes really, really important. And it also, frankly, is very, it's, it's empowering because they can do it on their own time. They can do it early in the morning, you know, whenever it, you know, this thing runs 24, 24 seven. And so they can fit it into their own schedule. So I think those are some of the things, the challenges, if you don't hook them right at the beginning, then you're, it's, 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 it's a, it's a steady climb uphill. But when you've, uh, when you've I, got them engaged, like when you've got them engaged, um, it just, the momentum just builds and they become a community. They really care about each other. Yeah, I can see that you truly are becoming a cohort, even if you haven't met someone. Someone's in Italy and, you know, you're in Arizona where I'm at. Like you said, with the power of the social threads and the contributions and you could you could have something where you could finally meet somebody a year later and almost pick up like you've um, like you rolled friends. Right. And in, in the old days of just pure Zooms and you know, things like that, that uh, it just wouldn't have been possible. So I can see all the LXPs uh, would be there on that side. So uh, I'm gonna pose this over to you, Fran, though, because I know you've been instrumental on setting this up and managing this. Any other pitfalls and challenges that you would advise um, organizations on in terms of more of the backend side of things that they need to be aware of? Well, 
you know, as I started saying before, you know, I, I really think that, you know, depend, whoever you're working with, you really need to step back and you have to really have a thought out plan. You know, like who is your audience? What um, are the modules and the activities that is going to engage and excite this audience? You know, who are, who's the team that we need in place to make sure that this, you know, goes on without a hitch and, you know, that we have also enough time because time is of the essence. Like you really need time before you launch one of these cohorts um, to make sure that you have, you know, all of your puzzle pieces in place and that, <laughs> you know, you actually, you know, do a run through and a dry run and, you know, whoever your, you know, audience is or, you know, your main content to make sure that this is going to work. Like, you know, Eileen had said it also, you know, the content has to be relevant, you know, depending are these senior leaders is, you know, the content that you're providing them, the activities, is that going to, you know, be relevant, you know, to them? And is that, you know, going to make them right. want to go into the platform and, you know, to participate? So. And Fran, it reminds me that our, this is, this is high visibility for our clients, either our internal or external clients. So the, the opportunity for all the working parts to be seamless, it makes all the difference in the confidence of our of the client, the ultimate client, and the ultimate decision maker. It has too much visibility not to be flawless. Yes, yep. that's tricky, but it really is. Yes. And sometimes we have hundreds of um, learners and participants in one cohort. So yeah. it's not like you have five people that you're just like, oh, okay, we'll get through it. And, you know, right. um, Eileen will have to manage and the moderator, hundreds yeah. of um, yeah. participants yeah. at one so time. It has to be flawless. And I think the behind the scenes thing, when it's totally invisible, then we know we've really hit a home run. Oh, yep. uh, it's it's because like they, the digital uh, learning Disneyland type concept. It, it is. The it machinations. Has on that end. So Eileen, I'm going to ask you one more follow-up question on this. Yeah. Um, you know, because as you you just alluded to, this is high visibility. So I think one of the questions an organization, um, specifically a purchasing manager would want to know about is impact. So from what you've seen and observed and uh, believed, you know, has this made an impact on organizations, this new style of digital learning? Well, I have to say, interesting, um, the pandemic, while there were some early adopters, the pandemic, when faced with the reality of the fact that people were no longer in the office, that classroom training or even VILTs were, were going to be minimized, um, really, I think, stepped up the expectation. And so um, it's also, you know, when you think about it, it's a very democratic way of developing leaders or, or employees hmm. because, you know, in the old days, only certain people could go to the training. Maybe there was a waiting list. Maybe it was political, but this is very democratic. You know, a, a cohort can be, you know, I've, I've worked with a cohort of 200 leaders around the world. And um, so they're, they're able to, from a client perspective, there's, it's very cost effective. 
which brings me back again, it better be good <laughs> because if it's right, if it's, if it's you know, cost effective is very important to cert to certain people, but you know, word travels fast if if something is not perceived as valuable. Oh, absolutely. So what I'm hearing here on, on this side is that there is an impact. Um, there are things you need to think about at the beginning, um, but also that fact that there, there might be a more of a, a front-loaded investment in this type of world, but the scalability later on uh, is a massive win on that end. So Megan, as someone who's uh, really shepherds more at the, the leadership level of this, the strategic side, um, in your experience, you know, putting out your crystal ball, like what does success look like if somebody's made that investment in a digital learning experience? And, and the second part of that beyond what it looks like is what can organizations do to ensure success? So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have some final thoughts here before we send you all out for your happy hour. Oh, for sure. No, and and a lot of people want to know what does success look like, and and one thing to keep in mind is that can vary amongst people, even within the same organization, or it can vary amongst organizations, um, and that's why one of the things we really encourage is that when looking to explore a digital learning um, experience and, and making this shift, that you come up with some type of measurement strategy. You know, what, what are our goals? What does success look like? Um, and this is gonna really help them to determine, you know, what is it that we need to measure? Because we brought up a lot of things like it brings cost savings. Um, you know, there's that uh, speed in which you can get learning out or breadth that you can reach people. Um, so there are all different things that you can measure. But I think for me, and I think one of the universal pieces um, when it comes to success is the learner experience. I mean, that's something we've been really focusing on. And I think that's a pretty universal um, point of view is that in order for it to be successful, your learners have to have a good experience. Um, and the great thing with you know this technology and this new approach to digital learning is you can measure it in a variety of different ways. So you know, one thing you can measure, for instance, is you know, are learners engaging with the content? You know, for instance, mm. how many times have they clicked on this article or how long did they spend um, on this particular piece of the content? So there's some analytics depending upon which LXP you're using, but there are some analytics wow. there that you can kind of dig into and, and determine what does success look like. And you know, also too, um, did learners complete the program in its entirety? Did you have a large drop off? Um, that might give you some clues there. And and of course, there's always the standard post-program surveys and things like that. But the great thing with this digital approach is you can kind of take a deeper look. Um, and then from there, you know, using that information. So success is very iterative. Um, you know, you got to make those enhancements or modifications. And like we were talking about, you know, the the viewpoints and perspective that Eileen can bring as a as a coach, um, or our moderators, they're the ones that are kind of seeing some of the common questions, or as Fran mentioned earlier, feeding, seeding, and weeding. Having um, <laughs> the delivery team at the table when looking at you know those types of pieces to measure and learn, looking at the learner experience really can help. Um, ensure that your, you know, digital learning experience is successful. So they bring such a unique perspective um, that they really need a seat at the table to help ensure that it's successful. 
Well, I, I've got to say, ladies, this has been a, a very fun way to wrap up Friday. I can also see there's tremendous value in having a partner alongside an organization in number one, maybe navigating and identifying the right learning experience or digital learning platforms, um, helping source the right staff, both from the moderation side, the coaching side, um, and just a humble plug, that's what GP Strategies does. I mean, that's one of the big things that we do. Uh, we do it globally. It's so fun to have three thought leaders in this exact field here. It always humbles me to um, just see how amazing uh, the depth and breadth of, our, of the talent here within our organization is as we seek to indeed transform other organizations' talent. So on behalf of the entire organization, I want to thank you all for sharing your insight today. We appreciate you so much. Oh, thank, thank you, Michael. Michael. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. No, this has been a fun conversation. I was trying to keep it intentionally before five o'clock there, but is there, are there anything, like do you want me to lob up like a final thoughts or one thing type thing for each one of you, or do you feel like that was pretty good? Michael, I like the plug that you did because, you know, we, we definitely help a lot of our client partners in providing them with, you know, augmented um, support and staff. So that I think is a perfect way to, to tie it up because something we're, we're helping a lot of clients with. And, yes. and really exceptionally, the fact that it that it's pulled off flawlessly so many times. I've, I said this to both of you the other day. So, you know, the volume of, of people that we touch with so few glitches uh, is, is, is phenomenal. <laughs> and for me as a coach, it's, it's really a joy because I, I, I know things are working. I'm not worried at all. I know my job. I'll do my very best, but I know everything else is going to be just fine. And uh, I know the clients appreciate it. And you can tell that just to set, you know, the, just to decide at the beginning of any implementation, the client is breathing down the coach's neck usually. Yeah. They're on the platform every day, right? They and are nervous, career. aren't they? Because, <laughs> you know, it's like career yeah. making or career breaking. Yeah. And they're oh, investing yeah. a lot of money. They are, they are emotionally and they're, and they're stressed. Mm -hmm. And you can see by the end of the second week, they're too busy. They know it's running well. They can, they can get the, um, get the, get the gist of it. You know, they can see that the participants are really into it that the dialogue, that reaching over the technology actually happened. And then all is well, <laughs> then all is well. Oh, you'll love yeah. it when a plan comes together, right? That's it is. just, it's great. Uh, just it's awesome. It's really great. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I, I just want to thank you all. That was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for um, accommodating on uh, near the end of the weekend. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts or listen on our website at gpstrategies.com.